Good afternoon and welcome to the 330 Sports Show. My name is Justin Coffin. Today is September 7th, 2023, Thursday. Uh, it is the first day of the NFL kickoff tonight, Chiefs and Lions. Uh, we'll get into that in a bit. Uh, we have a big matchup um, for the Mahoning Valley and down in Columbus. So we have, uh, we have the Youngstown State Penguins traveling down to Columbus this weekend to take on the mighty Ohio State Buckeyes, uh, who are now number five in the AP poll, number four in the coaches poll. YSU enters the um, their uh, FCS poll this week at number 25 in the rankings. So we'll talk plenty of, um, plenty about that. We have a special guest joining us. Now, he is in the air right now. He is somewhere in the Dakotas flying to uh, South Dakota. There is a major FCS game this weekend uh, between South Dakota State, the uh, number one team in the country, taking on Montana State. Uh, so number one versus number two this weekend in the FCS. He's going to talk to us about YSU, the Penguins. He's going to talk to us about the Missouri Valley Conference and a lot about FCS football. We'll get into that with Kevin Marshall of FCS Nation Radio. Once he is available, he's going to call in and join us. Uh, Joe and I are going to talk uh, week two of college football a little bit. We are going to start here in a minute with the Battle of Ohio, though. First, the Cleveland Browns. The Cincinnati Bengals, we're going to get into NFL playoff uh, ratings, and I did some win totals and, and projections, so we will get into that. So a very heavy football show today on the 330 Sports Show. Uh, if you don't follow already, make sure to follow Youngstown Studio at Youngstown Studio on Facebook, YouTube, uh, and on Twitter, it's at Ytown Studio. So make sure to follow all of that. So. Let's go. Let's get into the Battle of Ohio, the Cleveland Browns uh, versus the Cincinnati Bengals. It's time uh, this Sunday. We're going to kick off and get after it. So, Joe, it's been a long offseason. Mm -hmm. uh, what what are you looking forward to? What's your expectation for the Cleveland Browns this season? So I'm watching linebackers and defensive backs. That's where mm -hmm. all of my attention is. And. Those defensive backs especially are going to be put to the test as you're playing Joe Burrow yes. and Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and uh, Boyd and all those guys uh, this weekend with Cincinnati Bengals should be an awesome, awesome matchup. I'm really looking forward to that. I mean, so, it, offensively, it's going to be fireworks. Like, yes. you don't, they're not going to have any problem boosting up that offense. No but, doubt. Yep. I agree. And, I mean, I mentioned, uh, you know, the Browns and we – you mentioned the defense and stuff, but this offense is loaded. This might be one of the best Cleveland Browns teams we have seen. Well, it definitely is the best Browns team we've seen since they came back 24 years ago. Now, um, we all know the stats. The Browns did get that win last year uh, in Carolina on a Cade York field goal right at, at the buzzer, basically, uh, to win that game. First opening win since, like, the early 2000s, um, but we know what the record is. We throw that out the window, but this is the first home game under the Kevin Stefanski era, believe it or not, uh, to start the season. Mm. So kind of cool, but we know what the Browns did last year, 7-10. and 10. You had all the Deshaun Watson stuff going on in the offseason leading into the season. Jacoby Brissett, your quarterback, the first 11 games, and then Deshaun gets thrown in, uh, you know, game 12 or game 13, 
and, you know, hadn't played in 700 days with, you know, live, you know, uh, defenses flying at him and stuff like that. So that's where we were. So we know the Browns were seven and 10 last year, not what we wanted them to be, but seven and 10 with Jacoby Brissett as your main quarterback, a really faltering defense that, you know, blew some games, uh, especially early in the season. Uh, so I think this team has addressed a lot of those issues that uh, really plagued them in the off season. And I think they're going to get after it. I really, really have high hopes for this team. And now as a Browns fan, that is not like the, always the position you want to be in. Um, a lot of people set the bar low, but um, I think this team has, a lot to build off of. And I think, I think they can go, um, go as far as Watson and this defense, take them hundred percent. And we, we almost get like a four point spot because of our kicker situation. Yeah. You got Hopkins coming in now. We'll talk about him in a little bit, but, uh, so I just put together some bullet points and here's my bullet points on the expectations for the Browns this year. Deshaun Watson for a full season. He had a full off season first time in like three years. So, Let's not forget, we have the best running back in the NFL with Nick Chubb. The new weapons on offense. I am so excited for Elijah Moore. I think Elijah Moore is going to be fantastic. He's kind of that Swiss Army knife. He can play in the backfield. He can slot out. He can play as an X or a Z receiver on the outside. Um, you have Marquise Goodwin cleared to play now. He is your speedy, what we had hoped Anthony Schwartz might be, but he is like your legit deep threat. And safeties have to respect him because if they don't, he gets one-on-one -on -one coverage. He can go, he can stretch the field. Or if the safeties uh, do respect him back up, that opens up your, you know, David, and, David yeah. Njoku, Aikens, yeah. Harrison Bryant over the middle uh, and your running backs and whatnot, your check down. So are you saying that nobody respected Anthony Schwartz? They, didn't, <laughs> they did not drop back in coverage. I'm going to say that's a fair statement. Yeah. I'm going to say that's a fair statement because even if he beat them, he still has to catch the ball. Right. So, you know, you got to do, you got to put, you can't put the cart in front of the horse. You know what I mean? So I know, I don't know. And I don't believe he has been signed by any team, which shows you kind of uh, where, you know, what other, teams in the NFL thought of him, especially with that speed. Yeah. So Kareem hasn't either, right? I don't believe Kareem Hunt has signed either. So that's another position. The Browns, um, you know, they're going to have Jerome Ford as their backup running back. And you brought in uh, the kid from um, uh, New England, who's a second year player, uh, Pierre Strong to be your third running back, but maybe can, you know, give back, you, half back yeah, kind of can kind of do a lot of different right. things, catch the ball out of the backfield, uh, be a, be a powerful runner as well. So um, let's not forget about Cedric Tillman, the rookie out of Tennessee, who a lot of people think uh, he's going to do some great things. Um, I mentioned Jordan Akins, the tight end from Houston. That was uh, one of Deshaun's teammates down in Houston. I think he is a big time red zone threat. Uh, and then the defense, obviously the defense looks great. Uh, Jim Schwartz, the one Schwartz we did want on the team. Um, and he has been a huge, maybe one of the biggest additions to this Browns team in the offseason. Um, they rebe rebuilt that defensive line, Zadarius Smith, opposite Miles Garrett. So Miles Garrett might see some single, um, you know, single blocking schemes thrown at him. You got Ogbo, uh, I'm saying, yeah, get it. We're going to say Oboe. Oboe, uh, to come in there as a pass rusher, rusher, Shelby Harris, 
uh, is a solid, solid uh, stout defensive lineman. And Dalvin Tomlinson, one of your big defensive tackles, uh, to kind of plug that middle and stop the run game that teams were gashing the Browns with last year. As you mentioned, a very, very good secondary. Denzel Ward is now out of concussion protocol, so yes. he looks to uh, play this weekend. Uh, MJ Emerson, uh, Greg Newsom, you brought over Juan Thornhill from uh, Kansas City, Grant Delpit, McLeod comes over. They're all dudes back there, and they can make some uh, they can make some plays for this defense. And as you mentioned, finally, uh, Dustin Hopkins. Now, he, go, go back to that slide. Yeah, quick. yeah. Do you see where you put the heart like on that picture? Oh, the, you I didn't put your heart. I actually on Hopkins. That's that's actually just the, the, the bottom of the screen. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I'm going to take that as the love for the extra four points. Every yeah, game. And, and do you do? You, oh, look, it went away. So but you <laughs> but you mentioned it. Um, but like, do you see the note I put next to it? Just make the easy one. That's it. You know, like Kevin Stefanski's an aggressive play caller. So if we can make kicks from you know, let's say 45 yards and in that's great with us, you know, just, just make those, you make like two of those last year, you're nine and eight team. You're probably battling for a a playoff spot. So um, those are kind of my expectations for the Browns. I think this knock on wood is a playoff team. And again, it's going to be determined by Deshaun Watson, the defense and making those kicks because it is a thin margin for air. Freaking stay healthy, please. Mm-hmm. Everybody stay Deshaun. Here, here's my my uh secret sauce for Deshaun. Stay in the pocket as much as you can, bro. Yeah, just stay there. Well, he he will make some plays and he will try to uh extend plays with his legs, no doubt. And that means maybe he, you know, is in the pocket, scrambles around a little bit, but still, you know, is looking downfield for Amari or whoever it might be. Um, but I agree. You know, try to make that, you know, not everything has to be a home run. Take the safe play a lot of times. And then when you need to make a play, go for it. And early so. on, if you see some scramble where he gets a couple yards, that keeps the defense honest. Mm-hmm. Right. Agreed. And then your receivers and your tight ends open up because now that line is thinking that you're a scrambler and you're going to take some yards that way. Right. And another thing, too, you know, on the opposite end of that, if, Defenses have to worry about Amari Cooper and Deshaun Watson extending plays and and Marquise Goodwin downfield. That makes a lot less uh, guys in the box to stop Nick Chubb, arguably the best running back in the NFL. So a lot of pluses, a lot of really good things I think Kevin Stefanski can do with this team. So, uh, so, you know, it's uh, it's going to be exciting. So we'll take a look real quick at the roster. Now, some things have been tweaked and changed on this, but this is for the most part pretty uh, safe. But you got a solid backup quarterback. You have a nice running back room, a really good corp, uh you know, core receivers, nice tight ends. And you have a one of the best offensive lines in the National Football League and a lot of great depth there. So if somebody like, Conklin, you know, who has been injury prone the last couple of years goes down. You can throw in Dewan Jones. You can throw in, uh, you know, possibly, um, uh, why can't I think of his name? A uh, James Hudson, uh, to, to put in there and maybe not miss a beat with the run game with the pass game. So I am excited for this. Yeah, and yeah. every previous quarterback would be praying for that kind of line right now. No doubt. No doubt. And yeah, this is, you have the best quarterback, but you also have the best 
ensemble with that quarterback right. to go and you know let's let's see how this show goes here's a look at your defense and your special teams you know i mentioned that defensive line i didn't even mention siaki ika they're uh one of their top draft picks isaiah mcguire another draft pick there and then uh you know there's your linebacking core should be you know once you get kanashik back that should be a nice you know and they got a lot of guys that can play both special teams and uh, you know, and defense that are going to go out there. Now they, they loaded up with a lot more defensive guys than offensive guys to start, you know, to start off on the active roster. We'll see how that goes. But uh, I think this defense is going to make a lot of plays this year. I, I don't think this defense in the past has turned other teams over very much, but I think with the defensive line getting after the likes of Joe Burrow or Lamar Jackson or Kenny Pickett in the AFC North, and then you got Ryan. You mix Ryan Tannehill in there in the first four games. This, um, those other teams are going to be prone to make mistakes, and you have some guys that are going to want to get after it and uh, turn the ball over. Hopefully, giving the Browns, you know, 20, 30, 40 yard fields as opposed to, you know, not, uh, you know, not having to go eighty or seventy five right. yards every drive. So, I really am excited about this team this year, and uh, hopefully. <laughs> They uh, make us proud, you know, week by week. So that's and kind of where we're going to see JOK, Taki Taki, yeah. and even healthy and ready to roll. Exactly. Didn't even mention those guys. And that's, uh, you know, some of the core of your team right there. That's right. And th this team, you know, from one to 53 is no doubt better than the Cincinnati Bengals. No doubt. One to 53. Now, if you're maybe saying you line up all the players, all what would that be? 106 players, you know, maybe uh, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase go one, two, but then I would say the next like seven, eight, nine guys might be Cleveland Browns. Right. So, whereas, you know, and Deshaun Watson, if he plays to the level he's capable of is not that far behind Joe Burrow. If Amari Cooper and the rest of the wide receivers, now they're not to the same skill level, talent level as a Jamar Chase, but as a group, as a whole, they might they might be able to put up the similar numbers to that group. So we shall see. We shall see. Now, I put up, I, I did some predictions for Watson and Nick Chubb for this season. And I'm just going to, I went kind of based it off of previous year's totals. So let me just ask you, in 17 games, hypothetically, knock on wood, Nick Chubb stays healthy the whole season. Passing or receiving, excuse me, and rushing touchdowns. How many touchdowns do you predict for Nick Chubb this season? Oh, man. 20. 20. 20. I love it. Okay. I, I was a little lower, but I went with 14 total okay. touchdowns for Nick Chubb. So my, my prediction comes off of this. I think there's going to be a lot of weapons this year to, to get in the end zone, whether it's, you know, Amari Cooper scoring touchdowns, whether it's Elijah Moore, Donovan Peoples-Jones, who we haven't even talked about yet, um, the tight ends and Joku, Akins, Harrison. Um, and then you got a, a bunch of guys in the stable that are ready to make plays. I think Nick Chubb, uh, I think his production is going to be great this year. So what I did is went off of previous years and I predicted he'd have a five yard per carry average. And so I did 269 attempts. Don't ask me where I came up with that number from, but I, so I just multiplied that by five and I came up with 1,347 yards 
basically on the season in those attempts. So I have uh, Nick Chubb with 14 total touchdowns, both rushing and receiving. Now I hope you're right and I'm wrong with well, the Well, let me let me tell you this my only logic here is that Nick Chubb shared carries with someone who had a lot of star power and a lot of ego. Mm-hmm. Now his other you know his you know teammates now Are you talking Kareem Hunt? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so they almost had to keep Kareem Hunt happy sure. by giving him more carries than he probably should have gotten. I think okay. it goes more Chubb centric this year and that's why <laughs> We might coin that as a phrase, Chubb-centric. Yeah, that's kind of fun. That's kind of fun. All right. Um, Let's go to Deshaun Watson now and some of his uh, stat lines. So give me, um, last year he was way under his career percentage. I think he was around a 70% passer. Give me a percentage for what do you think he'll complete for passes this year? Slightly better than last year. Okay. I I don't think it's going to be a stellar accuracy year. Okay. So maybe 75. We'll, oh, we'll 75 is amazing. 75? 75 would be amazing. How about 72.5? Okay. Maybe, maybe I 70, pushed the scale too 72 much. would, so I have him as at 67. Ooh. So if you get two out of three, What's I'll your theory? That. What's your theory? I, I, well, I think he is a very accurate quarterback. Right. I think they're going to, they're going to try some deep balls, you know, like with Goodwin, with whoever. Um, but there, there's also going to be a lot of easy checkdowns because of that stretching of the field. So I'm going to say 67%, although he's closer to your number with about a 70% overall. But if you're above 70% that puts you in the elite range in the NFL. So well, and, and I, it's I, again, crazy I want because that they're number. so loaded on both the run side yes. and the pass side that how do you play the Browns, whether mm-hmm. or not they're, they're not a run offense and they're not a pass offense. It could be either one, sure. depending on how you play them. Now, I think if you're asking Stefanski, he would want to throw early and run late. Okay. You know, kind of get that lead, build on it, and then run the clock and pound that defense uh, with Nick Chubb and, and that offensive line. That would be, if I was the coach of the Browns, which God help me, I could never be, but, uh, uh, I would I would pass early to run late. That okay. would be my philosophy, and especially with a good defense that can maybe get after it a little bit. Now, more. but against the Bengals, do you come out strong with the passes, or do you play conservative? Oh, I'm oh I'm I'm go going pass. I'm going after that okay. secondary, and I'll and I'll tell you why in a minute because of of what they have on their their side. Now, give me a number for touchdown passes for Deshaun Watson this year. Okay. Seventeen games. Hmm. I, I don't know what's good. Like, I can't even come up with I would, uh, um, 40. 40 would be awesome. Okay. That would be, and now I would say, uh, I think Manning maybe set the record. Manning or Brady, and they had right around 50. But I would say anything over 30 is excellent. Okay. Uh, and it's more almost about that ratio, touchdowns to interceptions. So here's what I did for my predictions for Deshaun Watson this year. I went with that 67%. Slightly over 4,000 yards, which would be amazing. And then uh, I went with a 34 to 9 touchdown interception ratio. So a little over 3 to 1 touchdown um, to interception ratio, almost 4 to 1. So I would take that all day. And I think those numbers combined with Nick Chubb's numbers will, uh, you know, provided with a good defense, I think that gives you um, a lot to build on with. Now, with I think Cleveland a Browns. stat that is going to also be a lot of addictive of what, how that comes out mm-hmm. is the pressures and sacks. If that offensive mm-hmm. line protects him, it doesn't let, I mean, it gives him time to throw. I and, agree. I agree. And, and I think 
he is a different type of quarterback that will try to extend plays to that. So he might take a sack in certain situations where maybe you'd be like, ah, just throw the ball away. But there's going to be other times where it's like, wow, if he would have just thrown it away, he wouldn't have had Amari Cooper for a 50 right. yard touchdown right. or whatever. So you, you take the good with the bad with that. But I, I think there will be a lot more good than bad this season. Just yep. my opinion. All right. Let's get to know the opponent, the Cincinnati Bengals. So um, I kind of just did a quick bit of research on what they did last year and uh, what they have coming in this year. So getting to know the Bengals. So in 2022, we all know uh, the last two years, they've been the AFC North champions. Um, they uh, you know, won their first two playoff games. They beat uh, Baltimore. They beat... Um, uh, who'd they beat in the second round? They beat Baltimore, and then they beat the Buffalo Bills in the second round to play the Chiefs in the AFC title game. They ended up losing. Um, but the last two years, they've been in the AFC championship game and, you know, split and went one-on-one. So, you know, pretty damn good team uh, we're going against. But offense, overall, last year, they were in the top uh, 25% of the league. They were eighth out of 32 teams fifth in passing and with that wide receiving core and Joe Burrow, you're going to be really, really good. They were only 29th in rushing. So not a solid rushing team. And obviously they're key players uh, offensively, Joe Burrow, who has missed 34 days of training camp with that calf injury, but has returned. I think it was last Thursday he returned to practice. So he will be back, but will he be rusty? Probably, um, you know, no preseason action, not a whole lot of, uh, big time action for, for Joe Burrow early on. So we will see. And the Browns obviously have had some great success against him in the past. He is one in four against the Cleveland Browns with his last win being in that last game of last season. Uh, the defense for the Bengals uh, last year was right in the middle, 16, uh, 16th out of the 32 teams. They were 23rd against the pass and lost their best two safeties in the off season. So uh, we'll Lens see how that your goes. theory. Yeah. Pass so out that, of the game. Yeah. So exactly. That's why I'm saying like, I think, I think we're going to pass the ball a lot. I think we're going to really try to attack them. Um, they were seventh against the run. So pretty solid there, especially in the AFC North where you're playing the Steelers twice, the Ravens twice and the Browns twice key additions this year. They signed biggest free agent signing for them. They signed um, left tackle Orlando Brown to help out Joe Burrow on that offensive line. They slide their former left tackle over to the right side um, who has been whooped on by miles Garrett in the past. Um, so we'll see about that. Irv Smith uh, replaces uh, their tight end from last year, Hayden Hurst, but they lose both starting safeties who were pro bowl caliber, Jesse Bates and Von Bell. Um, they also lose Samaje P Ryan, who was their backup running back last year, but would uh, dominated the Browns at some point. And they lost the starting cornerback, Eli Apple. So that's uh, kind of a look at the Bengals. So my philosophy attack, 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 and then hopefully um, build a lead and then get after Joe Burrow and then get after, um, you know, the run game as well. So um, let's take a look at the Browns schedule. Now, I just kind of want to keep it to the first four games here. They have a bye in week five, which is crazy, but you got to go week by week with this, with this team. So you start off week one with the Cincinnati Bengals week two, you go into Pittsburgh 
uh, and, and play uh, the Steelers on Monday night, week three. You host uh, the Tennessee Titans in week four. You got the Baltimore Ravens at home. So all three AFC North teams will come to Cleveland. Well, excuse me, will play Cleveland uh, within the first four weeks of the season. So that is a true test for the Cleveland Browns and uh, should be a very, very important beginning of the season. You cannot start slow with this schedule. I think at worst, you got to go two and two, Uh, you know, at best, hopefully three and one, four and oh, but I'm going to say if they can get out and get this first win, that would be huge for this team's confidence going into Pittsburgh week two, because we know we've had trouble in that stadium outside of that one playoff game, uh, which, you know, was a nice memory for all of us. But uh, now I think um, pre cutting down the rosters, we both had splitting the Bengals two wins versus the Steelers and splitting the Ravens. Are you mm -hmm. still on that? I, it's so, you know, I like to look at the schedule in chunks. So from a global perspective, looking at it as a whole, um, I think if you can go four and two, that would be excellent. Um, but I think, I think the Browns went three and three last year, if I'm not mistaken, I think they split with all three teams. Mm. Yeah, they did. They split with all three teams last year. So they went one and one versus every AFC opponent. If you do that again this year, that's not terrible. Mm -hmm. You know, if the Browns go three and three, I can live with that in the AFC North. Um, if you can go four and two, I think that's a, 100% 100% playoff team. So, uh what do you think about that? Yeah, I'm I'm still I'm still with that even more assured after kind of watching preseason. The Bengals oh, yeah. are the only one that I don't know because they can either um they can either fall victim to the injuries and mm-hmm. it could be a disaster and we might take both games there. Uh but if Burrow ends up coming back and he's not hurt and and come back that we'll split it with them, I'm I, sure. I think I think Cincinnati, just just my opinion, I could be way off, but I think they're going to start slow this year. I really do think they're going to start slow. Um, people love the Steelers for whatever reason this year. I think the Steelers are very good, but I don't think they're great. I think the Kenny Pickett train has been very uh, hyped up, so we'll see what happens there. Baltimore is good offensively i don't i don't think their defense is all that good yep. and and that's kind of what baltimore over the last 25 years has been known for a great defense i think they have a little bit better of an offense and a little bit worse of a defense this year well so. let's just commit the four and two and whatever way it cuts up who cares sounds great to me sounds great <laughs> to me all right let's see what these teams are up to this weekend so the browns obviously we know the browns and the Bengals play each other so cleveland is home cincinnati's away baltimore kind of gets a, uh, I don't want to say an easy first game, but they get their game at home versus Houston. That is CJ Stroud's first game as an NFL player. Um, Houston's a 10-point dog in that game. That might not be a bad bet uh, for Houston uh, to come in there and at least cover the spread. Just saying. So, um, the- you go to bet.com and place, <laughs> place a $25 wager. The, uh, the Steelers take on the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, Nick Bosa just signed the largest defensive contract in NFL history with the 49ers at defensive end, uh, former Buckeye. And uh, the Steelers are, a, I believe, a two-and-a-half-point underdog in that game. But the 49ers, we know from top to bottom, have the best, one of the best rosters in all of the NFL. So um, – 
that should be a really, really good game. And I think, um, I think the Browns Bengals and the uh, 49ers and uh, Steelers should be both excellent, excellent games. So Joe, I'm going to put up my picks for this week and then you tell me basically if you agree or disagree. So let's take a look at we and I'm, we're going to track our picks against the spread that or I'm sorry, not against the spread straight up this year straight against up, the okay. spreads too tough because lines change and stuff like that. And usually we're making the picks on Thursday for a lot of games on Sunday and a lot of things can change between now and then. So we're just going to go straight up picks this season. Okay. So obviously our record is zero and zero this year, <laughs> but uh, I'll have a Joe, uh, like a Joe season total. I'll have a, a Justin season total. And we'll, you know, based on if you're with us on Thursday, uh, we'll, we'll make those picks. So as you can see from my picks, I have a ton of the home teams winning, uh, especially on Sunday. So I'm going with the Kansas City Chiefs tonight, um, even though even though Travis Kelsey probably will not play tonight with a hyperextended knee, but you still have Patrick Mahomes. It's in Kansas City. I like the Chiefs to win. Joe? Same here. Okay. Got it. Um, I'm going to go with the Browns for a lot of reasons on Sunday. Now, I'm trying not to make that a homer pick, but I think Burrow coming off um, the calf injury. I think the Browns defense is going to be very aggressive. Get after it. And uh, I like the Browns to get that win at home uh, to open the season. You? I, I'm going with Browns, but I am the homer pick here. It's all because I'm a Browns fan. That's fine. That's good. Um, and I'm going to kind of go the other way here. I'm going to go with the San Francisco 49ers to get the win in Pittsburgh uh, straight up on uh, Sunday. So I think the 49ers, I just think that team is too, uh, too good. Um, and you know, first game of the season, they can kind of prep for the, for the Steelers. And, um, I think Kenny Pickett is slightly overrated. So Joe, what say you? Yeah, I'm with you again. All right. We're up on the first three for three on, on those. So, all right, let's go to the next one. Um, Houston at Baltimore. I'm going with the Ravens in this one. Baltimore straight up. Okay. We're four for four. Um, I do think Houston might cover that spread though. We'll just see. Um, next game, Carolina at Atlanta. Uh, I'm going with the Falcons in this one. I think Carolina uh, with Bryce Young at quarterback um, has a lot of talent on that roster, but I just don't think they're quite ready. I think Atlanta has a really good roster, just not sure about their quarterback position, but I'm going to go with the Falcons. Um, I think it's a coin flip, but I'm going to go with the Falcons as well. Okay. All right. So we're both going with the home team there, and we are five for five on picks. Um, the Arizona Cardinals at the Washington Commies. I'm going with the commies to win this one uh, at home. I think Arizona's really bad. All right. I'm going to go with Arizona because they're a new quarterback. Oh, okay. Josh, Josh, Josh Dobbs will start. So Joe is going <laughs> with a major, I think it's like a six point line. So it's not a huge underdog. Through. Yeah. Okay. So Joe, Joe is going with Arizona. I'm going with Washington. That's our first different pick of this, uh, of the, the weekend. All right. I'm going to go with the home team, Minnesota Vikings over Baker Mayfield. I believe will start uh, for uh, Tampa. So I'm going to go with the Vikings over Tampa. I'm going with Baker Mayfield and the Buccaneers. Oh, all right. I like it. I like it. Okay. Um, Joe, I'm going to go with my, one of my first, well, second road team. I'm going to go with the Jacksonville Jaguars, who I think are going to be very good record-wise this year over the Indianapolis Colts. I'm with you on that one. Okay. I, I think also the Colts are going to be really bad this year. Just my opinion. Yeah. I'm going to go with the New Orleans Saints over 
the Tennessee Titans. I think both of these teams could be pretty good this year, but I like New Orleans simply because they're at home. I'm going with Saints too. And okay. it's another coin flip for me. Okay. All right. I'm going to go with the Denver Broncos hosting the Las Vegas Raiders. I think uh, Denver is the better team and uh, Jimmy Garoppolo for the Raiders. Just not a huge Russell Wilson fan still, but I think the the Broncos are the better team. And YSU uh, running back, uh, Jaleel McLaughlin uh, playing for that team now uh, for the Broncos. So I'm going Denver. All right, I'm going with the Raiders, John Elway. You just can't stand <laughs> the, the Broncos, and that's fine. That's fine. It, some, wounds are deep, man. You know, those, wounds are deep. I mean, some, some wounds just don't heal. Some <laughs> wounds don't heal. Um, I think this is one of the best matchups of the weekend. The Miami Dolphins heading out west, going to the L.A. Chargers. I have the Chargers, the home team, even though there will probably be a lot of Dolphins fans there winning. All right, I'm going Dolphins, and okay. it's all about the quarterback. Okay? I Yep. Yep. Both of these teams have really good quarterbacks, but Tua, his health, that's the thing. But you're going with Tua. Yep. If he can stay healthy, the Dolphins are going to be a really good team. Um, the LA Rams uh, taking on the Seattle Seahawks. I'm going with the home team Seahawks. I think they're very good. And I think the Rams are going to stink this year. Seahawks as well for exactly the same reason. Okay. All right. The um, Notice this. Somebody pointed this out to me. I never thought about it. The Philadelphia Eagles is the only logo that faces left. Hmm, I, it, right. It, I've never, never thought about that before, but somebody pointed that out to me and I was like, oh, that's interesting. Okay. So, but I'm going to go with the Philadelphia Eagles simply because they are probably the best defensive team in the league. I think Jalen Hurts is really good. He's going to take another step this year. So I'm going to go with the Eagles over the Patriots. All right, I'm going with the Eagles Well, as, as well. It's just not a fair fight between those teams. Right okay, now. all right. I think the um, the Patriots, the home team, are a four-point underdog in that game, but um, I think that line's... That's an that's a interesting low. line to me. I think that is low. Yeah, yeah I think that could be higher. I am going to go, even though Green Bay has owned the Chicago Bears, I'm going to go with the Chicago Bears, uh, the home team, in week one to beat the Green Bay Packers. I don't even know who the quarterback is for Green Bay. Is it Brett it's, Favre? It's <laughs> who is it? It's uh, it's Love. I um, his first name's escaping me right now. But a uh, former quarterback from North Dakota State, or excuse me, uh, Utah State. But uh, it is his first name's escaping me. I, but I Love. Think, I think there's a rule if you don't know the quarterback, you have to go with the other team. So I'm going with Chicago. So you're going with Justin Fields yes, and the Chicago Bears. For sure. Okay, and then I have uh, I have two teams Sunday night. Well, two teams Sunday and Monday night, um, road teams winning in a uh, conference or in a division matchup. I have the Cowboys, the road team, going into uh, New New York, which is actually New Jersey, and getting that win. Dak Prescott and the Cowboys over the Giants. I'm going with Giants. Okay, I like it. I like it. You're going with Danny Dimes and the Giants. Um, I think... Uh, Brian Dable for the Giants. I think he's a very good coach, but I think that New York team is a little overhyped, in my opinion, but we'll see. Uh, Monday night, in maybe the best game of the weekend, you have the Buffalo Bills against the New York Jets, who Aaron Rodgers, quarterback of the New York Jets, a lot of hype in the offseason, but I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills. I think the Buffalo Bills are kind of being slept on a little bit this year, but I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills to beat the New York Jets. I think pre-game Aaron Rodgers loads up on shrooms and he takes this game down. All right, he can, he can psychedelically yes. see things that, that 
just uh, Josh Allen can't. And all right. So those are our picks for week one. Again, these are straight up picks. So uh, I looked at some of the spreads, but we're not going to go with spreads just because so much things, so many things change on, on from Thursday to Sunday. All right. So based on that, I'm going to show you my power rankings that I, that I did personally this year. So I have the Eagles as the only 13 or more win team in the NFL this year. Then I had Buffalo and Jacksonville as the only 12 win teams in the NFL this year. And then you're going to see 11, 10, and nine, <coughs> excuse me, a lot of teams in the middle there. So Kansas city, Cincinnati, <laughs> San Diego, it's LA, new new Orleans, San Francisco, Dallas, with 11 wins. I have the Dolphins, Browns, uh, Titans, Jets, Vikings, Falcons, and Seahawks, all with 10 wins. I have the Steelers, Ravens, uh, Lions, Giants, and uh, Bears as nine-win teams. And then you look all the way down to the bottom. You got the Arizona Cardinals down Josh there with Dobbs! two wins. So I think they're gonna they're trying to tank. They might <laughs> hypothetically could get the number one and two pick in the draft next year because they have Houston's pick. So we'll see how that goes. But those are my sort of power rankings for the year without putting numbers on them. But those are my win totals I have for each of those teams. So, uh, so we'll see how that goes. Um, all right. I do want to, uh, before hopefully Kevin is able to call in soon. If not, we'll, uh, we'll try to reschedule him, but, um, I do want to talk to you guys about YSU and Ohio State a bit. Uh, this game will be a noon kickoff Saturday. You can call it the Jim Trestle Bowl, whatever you want to call it. But uh, Saturday, September 9th, this Saturday in Columbus. Um, as of this morning, the line opened at 41 and a half, which is a lot of points. Mm -hmm. So Ohio State has to score six touchdowns, hit all their extra points to cover that spread. And the over-under is only 55. So basically that's saying, you know, um, if I do the math here real quick, like a 49 to seven type game is kind of what Vegas is thinking. Uh, so, you know, we'll, we'll see how that, we'll see how that goes, but uh, I'm totally under on this game. You're going to do that with Ohio state often, but this game I'm going under. at 55, you're going under. Yep. And, and I think that's an interesting it's so hard this year with that time change, uh, with the clock change. So 55 over under, I don't know for me, this is just, I'm staying away. I, I, I don't want to bet Ohio state. I don't want to bet Youngstown state. I just want to stay away from this game. Hopefully enjoy it. Like I said, my, my thing that I hope comes out of this, both teams get something out of it. You know, Ohio state can, you know, um, get their starters in play them, uh, you know, hopefully get the quarterback situation under control and uh, give, give them some confidence. YSU gets in there, plays tough against one of the best teams in all of college football. And uh, you know, every both teams stay healthy and they can get after it and get ready for conference play. Now, when uh, you say out. Jim Trussell ball, are they making an, um, an honoring there? I, you or know no? what? I have not heard anything. I talked with a uh, former guest of the show, Steve Hellwagon and, we're like, we're both like, it's so commonsensical to let Jim Trestle dot the I. That is the, like the most prestigious honor um, that you can do as an Ohio State alum. Um, you know, like people like, um, you know, people like Bob Hope, uh, Jack Nicholas, 
you know, there's only been a handful of people that have dotted the I uh, in Columbus and it's Neil Armstrong. You know, we're talking like not just like football legends. We're talking legends of the world. Um, so hopefully, you know, maybe that got done and I didn't see it, but that that's kind of what I'm thinking. But I, I from what I heard it, you know, nothing's been done. So I think that's kind of where we're at, All unfortunately. Right. So um, let's take a look real quick at YS Shoes uh, in the top 25 this week. They make the, they edge into the number 25 spot. And if you look right at the top, though, South Dakota State, number one, North Dakota State, number three, uh, in the top of the Missouri Valley Conference. Uh, and, and you got a handful of other teams in there, uh, Northern Illinois, uh, or excuse me, Northern Iowa. Uh, you have YSU in there. You got North Dakota in there, all in YSU's conference. That should be tough, tough opponents uh, for the Penguins this season. But hopefully games like Ohio State, will prepare them for uh, this weekend. You know, this weekend will hopefully prepare them for conference play. All right. Um, I love this one guy on Twitter. Uh, forgive me if I get his name wrong, but I think it's like Jay Kuda, Kuda. Um, but he puts these awesome graphics together and he's based out of Chicago. So he does a lot of things with the White Sox and some things with the Big Ten. So he put this graphic together and it's about as simple as it gets. But did you lose week one? Yes, Northwestern, Indiana, Nebraska, Purdue. No. So the rest of the Big Ten won <laughs> last weekend. But, you know, so, yeah, so 10 and 4. 10 and 4. So 10 of them won and 4 of them lost. Yeah, so overall, for well, and then, you know, you had Rutgers playing. Uh, you had Rutgers playing Northwestern, and you had Ohio State playing uh, Indiana. So two of them were going to lose regardless. But, uh well, Nebraska. Them. Yeah, I know. Nebraska, most tortured fan base in all of college football right now. Um, all right, let's take a look at the Saturday slate for the Big Ten. Um, not the greatest weekend uh, with, with great matchups this weekend. You got Ohio State playing YSU. Ohio State comes in at number five. Michigan, number two, takes on UNLV. You got Penn State taking on Delaware. Uh, Wisconsin going to Washington State. That could be a sneaky good game. Um, you got Iowa and Iowa State. I think Donald Trump will be in attendance for that one, from what I heard. Uh, you got Michigan State versus Richmond. Nebraska at Colorado. That should be fun because we all know what Colorado did last weekend, uh, knocking off TCU. You got Indiana, Indiana State. That is actually tomorrow. Maryland versus Charlotte. Purdue at Virginia Tech should be a good game there, but Purdue got knocked off last weekend. Minnesota versus Eastern Michigan, Rutgers and Temple, Northwestern and UTEP, and Illinois at Kansas. That could actually be a pretty solid game uh, this coming weekend. Um, Kansas football is kind of on the rise. Illinois is a pretty decent team uh, overall, so, so we'll see about that. Now, let's go to the national slate, and here's a look at the top 25 for uh, the um, FBS. So we got Georgia, Michigan, Alabama, Florida State, and Ohio State in the top five there. Um, so I put some of the best games of the weekend. You got number 10, Notre Dame, going to NC State uh, in their first kind of true test of the season. You got number 20, Ole Miss, Lane Kiffin's team, going to Tulane. 
in a match in a ranked versus ranked game. That should be pretty good. Texas A&M traveling to Miami. That should be kind of a good game. The best matchup of the weekend, probably number 11, Texas going to Alabama. And um, last year, Alabama went to Texas and Texas only gave um, Alabama 5,000 seats and they were all in the upper deck, including the band. Texas decided to, uh, or Alabama, excuse me, this year decided to return the favor. So they only allotted um, <laughs> Texas with 5,000 seats, uh, including the band, which is only going to be available in the upper deck, which uh, for getting down at halftime or pregame, that will be a lot of walking for those uh, instruments uh, uh, on bodies there. <laughs> you got Stanford at USC. Uh, who's number six you got oregon number 13 at texas tech and iowa and iowa state which should be a pretty good uh interstate uh rival so um that's a look at some of the major games from this weekend now joe i want to um i'm gonna go over real quick my afc record predictions and you just tell me what you maybe if there's anything that sticks out to you okay. so here is my look at the AFC records. Now, again, I tried to do it as evenly and fair as possible based on just my thinking. So I have the Bills at 12 and 5 winning the East. I have the Bengals at 11 6 winning the North. Jacksonville at 12 and 5 winning the South. And Kansas City 11 and 6 winning the West. So, um, and I'll show you my playoff teams here in a minute, but uh, I have 11 teams over 10 or excuse me, nine teams over 10 wins, uh, in the AFC this year. So, and, and you throw in the Steelers, uh, at nine wins. So I have 10 teams over 500 in the AFC this year. So Man. any actually, no, I have Baltimore too. So 11, I have 11 teams in the AFC going, um, over 500 this year. So any thoughts on that? Well, the only two that I see that would reverse are going to be, I, I think the Dolphins are going to come out stronger than you're thinking with the quarterback, and I think the Browns are going to squeak by the Bengals. So I'd, I'd reverse okay. those two. Okay. All right. That sounds good. All right. Here's a look at the NFC. So I have the Eagles winning the East, the Vikings at 10-7 and 7 winning the North. I have the New Orleans Saints at 11-6 winning the South, and the 49ers at 11-6 winning the West. And I'll show you again, the playoff teams here. Now, a lot of really good records in this one because there's a couple bottom feeders with the, uh, a lot of losses going to the Arizona Cardinals. Um, so those are my records I have for this, uh, season. Anything you can, uh, that stands out to you in those. Well, the first, the NFC, NFC sucks. And two, <laughs> uh, I think Josh Dobbs and the Arizona Cardinals uh, unseat the San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. All right. Um, so I will post that out to our social media. Don't take that one seriously, please. <laughs> I will also um, try to, sorry, I just got a voicemail. Not from uh, Kevin. We're, we might have to reschedule Kevin based on uh, his time. time. So um, hopefully his flight got there safe, but he will be um, landing in South Dakota sometime soon. But I think we're going to have to reschedule with him. But uh, overall, um, expecting some great things. He will be at number one versus number two this weekend in FBS with, uh, or FCS, excuse me, with uh, uh, South Dakota State hosting Montana State. And again, one more look at the YSU Ohio State 
Jim Trestle Bowl this weekend. The line opened at 41 and a half at 55. I'm not betting this game. I am, uh, once again, I'll say it as I've said it before. I hope, I hope both teams have fun. I hope both teams Yay. get out of this game, whatever they need to get out of this game. And we go and we build on that from there. Ohio State can uh, hopefully gain some confidence. YSU, the same too. Uh, getting into more of their conference slate. So that's where we're going to end the show today. Um, I appreciate all you guys watching. Uh, again, I apologize for uh, not getting Kevin on, but hey, when you got a flight, you know, what are you going to do? So that was threading the needle anyway. It, so it that was. was a good shot. It was. So um, Kevin, we'll get back uh, in touch with him from FCS Nation Radio. But uh, for Joe Danier, I'm Justin Kaufman. I appreciate you guys watching. Everyone have a great weekend. Go Bucks, go Penguins, uh, and go Josh Browns. Dubs. Josh Dobbs. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this show on Youngstown Studio. If you like our programming, we invite you to subscribe to our YouTube channel, follow our Facebook page, or subscribe to your favorite podcast platform like iTunes or Spotify. This is original Youngstown content, and we would appreciate you sharing the video